Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day to all you beautiful people listening to episode 14 of Sitting In. Today I'm sitting in with Rotem Savan, a world-renowned jazz guitarist and composer from Israel, currently based in New York. Rotem is a world-renowned guitarist and composer, having played alongside the likes of Peter Bernstein, Gracie Terzian and Ari Honig. Rotem has toured the world with this trio and released several albums with Same Way Home, his latest record, debuting in 2019. In this episode, I sat down with Rotem to talk about his approach to composition, his chaotic guitar collection, and what the pandemic has meant for performing musicians like himself. So get comfortable and come and sit in with us. Well, let's just jump into it. How, how's life, Rotem? It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Things are good. Things are good. A lot of bouncing around with COVID, but accept that. All good. Yeah, we, we drove to L.A. because I really wanted to check out L.A. Um, more seriously, musically. Because um, I've been there a couple of times, you know, with Nam and just some friends and some work. But I really wanted to, like, see the music scene there. So I was planning to be there for four months or so to check it out. But then the moment we arrived, COVID hit really badly and everything shut down. It was just crazy. So after a month in L.A. that everything was almost completely shut down, we just drove back to New York and... I'll try to stop by in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, yeah. man. Sounds like yeah. quite a, quite an exciting way to live the pandemic, I think. Yeah, we definitely travel a lot. I mean, we drove in the last month 7,500 miles. Uh, that's like over 10 thousand kilometers wow it's like, that's yeah, crazy it's, uh, man well yeah, i know you're cool <laughs> yeah no no i know i know you're no you're no stranger to travel because um i know that you 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 grew up in i believe tel aviv right well uh yeah i mean i was born i guess i grew up a little bit more in haifa but half in tel aviv because i studied there before i came to to the u.s so yeah kind of right so i guess um kind of interesting thing for me to know a little bit more about is what I think I know the answer, but what brought you to New York? You know, like what what happened in that transition? Why? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, basically, I guess, um, so I, I started getting really seriously interested in music in high school. I mean, it was kind of like, I remember this feeling of this universe that I know nothing about. And it just feels like this magical thing that I don't understand anything of what's going on. But I knew I want to be a part of it. And um, and then I started practicing a lot and studying um, jazz. And also I started taking um, like soulfish lessons and harmony. And I, I did a lot of that kind of stuff. I had a, a teacher that was teaching me like classical um, voice leading. And I had to write and transcribe and a lot of ear training, a lot of singing, a lot of all these kind of things. Um, and, and then I decided, um, I was, I was, you know, New York sounded amazing, but I, I wanted to kind of start studying something in Israel. So I actually went and studied, um, classical composition in Tel Aviv university while kind of mainly practicing jazz and also taking some lessons with people in Tel Aviv and oh. trying to meet people. But I started studying classical composition, um, while the goal was still New York. Um, 
because I wanted to understand kind of music from the ground up, and I I felt like I'm I was not ready for New York, you know. Yeah. I was like I was like 18 or something. I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about anything. I yeah. was like, okay, let me study a little bit of music. Um, and and then after a couple of years, I I was like, okay, I really want to you know try and do that leap leap of faith and try to to yeah just go to the source or as close to the source as yeah. possible right so that's why i wanted to move to new york and and um yeah i just you know applied for a few schools and and i got a really good situation at new school they covered most of the tuition wow. um i think that the first scholarship i got was maybe 50 or 60 percent and then after a semester or so they really bumped it up because i it was just so expensive yeah. especially i mean i saved a lot of money in israel a lot i mean it was very little in u.s terms but in israel terms yeah. it was like i remember like working three jobs i was like you know i was wow. teaching some guitars i was like waiting tables i was selling chairs in the weekend i was like doing Jeez. everything I, <laughs> yeah i was like just trying to get money to get you know to start something in the u.s so like because I, I remember I, like yeah i was just like saving money for like a year or two like just trying to like do everything i can all the time yeah. um so but again still the school i couldn't pay it you know and my parents were trying to help but it was just like so expensive so i really couldn't afford it so i had to have like a really um good situation with a scholarship and 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 then ev eventually i went to new york to new school because that was the best uh, financial situation mm -hmm. and eventually with all and then they gave me a little bit more tutoring and and stuff like that so eventually the, everything kind of um it kind of covered like 90 95 or almost i think eventually the whole wow. tuition eventually that's, yeah so that's rare i believe yeah and it's i i know it's 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 just hard um but yeah, I mean, I, I was very, very fortunate with that. So mm. I was very, wow. Very so happy. obviously, it seems like you got into uh, music quite seriously around a young age, maybe around eighteen, bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I was fifteen, sixteen, I started like understanding I want to do music, right. and then starting to maybe sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, like yeah. starting to practice more seriously, and and just yeah, aspiring. And you know, New York is like you know seems like a very far dream but you know i i always heard stories about like oh yeah this guy he went to new york to study yeah. there and you know it's like and i mean the truth is you know that like you know we're very affected by our surroundings so mm -hmm. so being in new york just kicks your ass so badly all the time in a very yep. positive way you know so it's just like yeah you feel awful because you're like oh I need to do all these things, you know, because the level is so high. And then yeah. you, you try and you aspire and you, you, you know, and you do. And, you know, it's like you, yeah. Yeah, you get a little bit better, hopefully. And Yeah. One thing I'm, I'm really curious about is, you know, really young age, you kind of started getting into music seriously. I mean, 15, maybe it's not really young, but. Yeah, you know. it's not that it's not. I feel like a lot of my friends, because I went to this school, it was like an art school in the north ah. of Israel. And um, and well, I was like. I was like in the theater department before, which is wow. like, yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like such a different person. And then, and then I I got into music and like I moved to that other department and and um and all my friends there they were like it wasn't jazz it was classical but and they were very serious like all the guys they really started playing when they were like four or five so they were playing like very very serious like a lot of right, them right, right. just like. Wow after after like 
high school like some of them left to new york to like you know really pursue a career and like solo touring you know you know they were very serious like i remember like in like dictation lesson like um i never did dictation before before i moved to that like um department and like the level was so high there was like four like i mean we were just like 15 people something 14 i don't know and i think like five five people had like perfect pitch and like they were like arguing between themselves like who wrote it faster was like one of actually my best friend now i mean we were best friend for years but i just met him when i was in the department he was like really upset because this girl like could write physically faster than him and like but you know i mean they're like really incredible musicians so i was like i was like really shocked you know i got into this situation was like everybody was a super strong musician you know like my friend like as an example like we loved you know bill evans and and so we used to listen to vasco debbie all the time so we just like kind of like listened to it a lot and then one time in the morning we just hanging at school and he just played the whole thing like the whole thing from beginning to end right and i was like oh wow what did you just describe he's like no we just listened to it man don't you i was like what you know well, like yeah. like the musicality level was so high and i was like okay i need to practice you know i need that to must like, have been step, pretty, st- yeah, yeah i was like i need to step my because i was like i was like you know i never did like all these things of like dictation i was like oh, okay transcribe i just started getting into these things you know and, and i was like and i was like wow okay okay i need yeah. to really really understand what's going on so i i know a lot of classical musicians um end up at some point being like you know the music i've learned so far does not include improvisation and so they mm-hmm. maybe look at something like jazz and they're like wow like that is so different to what i do and i guess the question i'm trying to lead to here is understand a little bit more about how you managed to get into classical music and jazz at the same time because i like my experience is very different and i think everybody else has a unique kind of approach to how they get to the, the genres that they kind of end up working within but you know you've done degrees in classical music but i mean to me you're a you're a jazz guitar player as well and it's like how did that kind of merge like what how did that come around yeah sure so yeah i'm i'm totally like a jazz and beyond guitar player you know like i mean i play different things except jazz but like totally i'm a jazz guitar player yeah. um and i don't see myself as a as a classical musician um I mean, the training and the reason I wanted to study was because I kind of wanted to figure out music from the beginning, you know, so studying, you know, counterpoint of like Palestrina and, and I mean, you know, I studied Bach counterpoint for four years, like singing Bach chorales for four years and like doing Correct. all these things and like harmonic dictation, like twice a week, you know, mm. playing all these things. So, I mean, there were a lot of things that were very, very helpful and very connected to jazz for me as well. I mean especially ear training and and maybe the reason that i really wanted to study in uh, in that department um was um the teacher that i started studying with um hey sorry for interrupting the podcast i'll just be one minute if you're receiving value from this podcast consider supporting me by getting some of the sitting in merch from teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash sitting dash in dash podcast that's t-e-e S-P-R-I-N-G dot com forward slash stores forward slash sitting dash in dash podcast. Yeah, so basically um, one of the, again, I was very fascinated with e-training, especially with meeting all these friends 
um, that had like this really, to me, like incredible abilities, you know. Um, so I, I took the ear training um, situation very seriously because I understood that, I mean, music is the art of listening. So, you know, we need to make sure our ears are as strong as we can. Um, so I started studying also with another teacher that was based in Jerusalem and she was teaching, she was um, the head of the composition department in Tel Aviv University. Her name is Batsheva, Dr. Batsheva Rubinstein. And she kind of developed this very interesting um, system for ear training, which is kind of like developing perfect pitch um, and, and working on, on like really getting very strong uh, with ears and in a very sort of, yeah, a little different way than, than the usual kind of path. So I started studying with her for maybe a year, kind of like just after high school as well. And then, and then I moved and then she was like, yeah, you can just come to the academy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it. And, uh, and she was like, yeah, do the, you know, she was like, it will do you good. It's, you know, it's good to study music. And I was like, well, I guess, okay. And again, and I, I took some lessons here privately, but then, you know, with Israel education system, um, yeah, the school is very inexpensive, you know, right. like university, if you get in, it's it's really not expensive and you can also get scholarships. So I think, I mean, my tuition for the first year was maybe, I don't know, maybe 2500 before scholarship, you know, right. $2,500 before, and then I got a scholarship also. So it was like, you know, and that's for a year of like studying in a pretty yeah. good university. So... So, so that's why kind of like I decided to go for that. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about the whole universe of, of classical music and, and then also writing, you know, for an orchestra and like, you yeah. know, like, I mean, and like wow. learning all these things. It was a lot of things. I mean, this is things that I don't use as much day to day, definitely. Mm. It's like also seems like so far. But, you know, I, yeah, I studied some piano and, you know, practice different things that they're, yeah. they're like essential. Or, um, they're just healthy musical abilities, I think. Um, and um, yeah, but all the time, I mean, I I did like cared about jazz. Like, you know, I did my homework and I, I did like everything. And but I always like, yeah, I mean, it's great. But my love is, you know, Coltrane or West Montgomery mm-hmm. and Brad Meldow and, you know, yeah, B. Evans and all these guys. So this was like all the time, like, yeah, cool. But like, right. My so you, heart you is... already, yeah, you had your heart set on jazz. Music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess why, you know, like, is it, is it the improvisation? Is it the dance harmony? Is it history? Because you seem quite intrigued in going back to the, the source of things judged based on your kind of approach to classical music. How did yeah. that relate to jazz? Um, I'm not sure why I like jazz so much. It's a good question that I'm not sure. I think, um, well, I remember when I was starting to study guitar and, and then a good friend of my brother's at the time, um, gave me a couple of like burn a few CDs for me and gave me some CDs he had. Um, and, um, and they were like jazz records. And that was the first time I like really heard these things but it was all guitar stuff so i was right. like and i was really into guitar right yeah. so and i was like wow this is really cool i don't know what's going on but it's really cool and then i just like started looping those things you know right. so i remember like listening to this west montgomery album that i didn't know who west was but mm. i was like just like looping that album 
all the time and i was like wow yeah. i kind of love it and then the same thing with this like schofield album and the same thing with like this pat metheny album the same you know it's like and he just gave me like a bunch of like these like you know important guitar players that i had no idea who they yeah. were and then i was like oh and there is this guy miles davis i'm like oh cool who's, who's that you know it's like oh yeah. wow and then you know kind of getting into that and then yeah just starting to loop that music and i'm like yeah okay what's happening there i was like so curious you know i just like i don't understand anything but it's just so appealing and then mm. you know and then from this not understanding anything you're like oh okay so there is a song and there's like a form like there's a structure that's being repeated and then they're playing like a melody on the basic structure let's call this a mm -hmm. and then they're playing it again let's call this another a and then let's they're playing something else and it's called this b and then they're going back to the first section so it's like a a b a or this kind of form and then they're soloing and improvising but what's the melodies that are playing they're like yeah well they're playing stuff that is connected to the chords oh chords what are chords you know it's like it's like right. all these things but it was like so exciting i was like oh, okay okay so you know so then i remember just like starting to try and like i would like record like my guitar like like a loop of like a few chords like try and practice something and try to understand be like okay so what happens if i go between c major to like a major and then i would try right. to like shift the scales and be like it's like oh wow <laughs> you know? Wow. So it seems like your your kind of curiosity in jazz is kind of, or I guess your love for jazz is born out of curiosity, curiosity for understanding why and how things work. Beep, 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 beep. Sorry, this is Reese. Just quickly, uh, Rotom's audio goes a bit funky here. Uh, it's not you, it's it's us. I just, uh, I didn't know how to fix it, but it only happens for a couple of minutes. All right. Enjoy the rest of the episode yeah. to some extent. That, that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. So uh, having studied like a master's degree in classical composition, I'm right in saying I that. Studied, yeah. yeah, well, it was a bachelor. There, yeah. Bachelor. All right. So having yeah. studied a degree in a classical composition, how how much would you say that's affected your more modern compositions? Because, you know, your records, like My Favourite Monster, are, like incredibly modern sounding. And I'm sure there's like some of that inspiration and that foundation in classical harmony that's affected it yeah yeah definitely i think i think it's it's just like um everything affects what we do you know so i feel in a way um i guess like the way i hear things you know in that sense like the way um the way i hear a triad the way i hear a chord the way i hear an inversion you know so so with the classical composition training you know so so i was like oh okay you know, we study Bach, so I was like, okay, I really want to play some Bach, so, I, you know, I, I also studied a little bit of classical guitar, and then I was like, okay, let me check the violin sonatas, let me check the cello suite, let me play all these things, and then you're like, oh, he's playing all these, like, you know, I remember, like, you know, grabbing the violin sonatas, I have them here right now. Oh, great. And um, um, I remember, like, playing some of the stuff, and then I was like, I was like, oh, it's really hard. Okay, I'm practicing. But I was like, when I look at it, I was like, I don't understand what I'm playing. So then I was like, okay, let me see. Oh, this is G minor. I was like, okay, it's cool. It's G minor, but I can't really see G minor on the guitar. You know, so right. then I started practicing. I was like, okay, let me think about, because I, you know, I studied all these like classical composers and I practiced some piano. And it was like, I was like, I felt like I could play G minor tries on better on the piano than I can play mm -hmm. it on guitar. And I'm not a piano player, you know, I just, very basic yeah. so i was like okay let me figure this out so i started 
um, like trying to like be like, let me think if I would be a piano player. So and then I ask all my piano player friends for like, you know, like advice of like, oh, so what do you do? Like, what tries do you work on? You know, what, what, how do you work on scale? So I took a lot of like, like things that I asked my friends, like, okay. So I tried to basically like be like, okay, let, let's be clear about like playing you know, G minor scale on the guitar, like three octaves. And then like, mm -hmm. and then like looking at box up being like, oh, okay, so this Chelsea is basically playing this like, you know, G major to to C major to, and how does, what's happening? There's like a pattern that is using. And then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, so it's like one, five. Okay, and the three is there. Let me try, you know, let me try to start moving things around and try to find these like ideas for voice leading that, that are like maybe triadic based, you know? Mm -hmm. So this was like a lot of the songs, like for example, My Favorite Monster and the stuff that I'm writing that is like totally jazz, but but it has like sometimes like like less tensions, you know, it's like mm -hmm. kind of like more triadic based. So it's really coming from like simple voice leading that I, I'm hearing which is connected in that sense to my studies, you know, of, yeah. of Bach chorales and playing all these things and singing it because, you know, that's like what I'm kind of imagining. Right. Um, so, but again, it's like, it's, it's, it's all music. It's not, you can get there from different pathways. It's just like my path was connected to that. And then, and then like, you know, in, I guess like the last maybe three or four years almost, like I started, yeah, maybe three, three and a half years, I started listening to other things except jazz and yeah. that was also new, very new for me so like my favorite monster is totally like me being like oh there's also rock in the world oh there's also -hop, like yeah. you know hip-hop and all these things and i was like i was like oh my god this is crazy you know wow. so yeah i hear like uh, just the evolution of your music because i've been like a big fan of your playing for years man like i remember through university just like listening to i can't remember which record it is but it's got like a white album cover and it's kind of just your face ah uh, yeah yeah um it's called uh, a new dance yeah yeah so i remember listening to that just on repeat for forever oh, and damn. um the progression your sound has changed or developed so much but you can hear all the time that it's you and i guess that comes from your strong foundation in music and i'm curious you talk about the sound in your head and i think as artists that's what we're chasing right it's that sound that we have in our head um, how big a part or how big a role would you say your instrument plays in that? Because I am definitely aware of the fact that your guitar is pretty uh, chaotic looking sometimes. You know, you've got totally. electronics strapped to it and then sometimes you whip out a guitar and it looks, it's just an acoustic and it's like, what? Man, he's not got extra bu buttons on this one. It's like, so how, <laughs> how does that play into your uh, musical mind? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, well, first I always like... I don't know, I always want my guitar to be like a piano. Mm. Um, if we think about like kind of jazz and articulation. So like piano is like really my ideal instrument. Um, yeah, I mean, just like yeah, people like Brad Meadow or Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett, Ahmed Jamal, Oscar Peterson. I mean, all these people, you know, uh, Wynn Kelly. I mean, lot, you know, all people I transcribed and check a lot of things. And I mean... I always kind of like wanted to have that sound, I guess. So, so like in a way, like I always feel like ah, I wish it would like be different. So I'm always trying to like somehow make the sound, I don't know, bigger. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like there is so much richness when you listen to like those yeah. piano trios. And I always like feel like with guitars, like so small sometimes. So I'm yeah. trying to like, somehow find solutions and then um 
with all the electronic stuff that I'm exploring, like with the MIDI pickup and all that stuff, yeah, I just feel like um, in different situations, I really want like to have different sounds to like articulate what it is that I'm trying to say. And then I feel like also the attention span of myself and I'm sure the audience as well is, is just getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to be more patient, but just like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's like I feel like, you know, with with technology and with these all these colors that are really accessible for us, we can we can really make these changes in in soundscape and um, energy levels with you know kind of like one knob. Like if I'm, yeah. you know, switching to this MIDI sound, I'm like, whoa, what just happened? You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, so I'm trying to explore these different ways to create this tension and release, not just with the music itself, but right. with the colors as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's a very eloquently put, like exploring tension release, but sonically, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's cool. Because again, you can see that process through if you look at your discography, all the records that you've put out, it's like super like kind of, I guess not traditional jazz, but it's like it's it's pretty yeah, clean say, sounding, yeah. traditional. Yeah, and it sure. moves into like more modern, more modern, more modern. Now it's like you're fusing hip hop and just everything. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's a lot now. Yeah, and and we're I'm working on some new stuff now. I'm really excited to record some like um, working on actually. I mean, well, I'm working on a new jazz album, like oh, cool. some some stuff that I I wrote that I'm really excited to record. Hopefully, I mean, this whole COVID situation really kind of push things around but i i hope it will happen soonish and then i'm also um because of COVID, and also before covid i was i was getting more into producing so um i'm actually putting a song in three days out it's a new song oh, wow. um, that i produced yeah um and then a week after i'm putting another song so i'm, I'm that i collab with a good friend um so there's a bunch of music that i'm, I'm putting out and a lot of that stuff um i produce and we co-wrote it but it's like a lot of like just me you know like doing like playing all the instruments and figuring it out oh, wow, and it's cool, like man. exploring yeah yeah so it's it's interesting so are you, when you say playing all the instruments like is that via midi on the guitar or are you actually playing the drums or the piano um or? well the drums i would like record like sample things on like cool. with the mic right. and and then like or i'll take samples and like make it like a drum beat yeah. i wouldn't really i mean i have a drum set but i mean like i usually maybe sometimes i'll sample one thing but usually i mean there's so many things online that you can just get yeah, like totally a man. snare and, and tweak mm-hmm. it and then like just create what you're hearing but i i totally i record a lot of stuff like with my mic like i'll be like yeah i want this like bell sound or like yeah. and like create these like structures and also some percussion stuff so i'll, I'll like layer a bunch of things yeah. um yeah yeah so well, and then I'm like yeah, to hear that. Yeah. play bass and keys and guitar and Wow, it's rotten it collier but soon you're gonna be doing like singing all this uh, microtonal stuff in a minute wow, oh, wow. cool man <laughs> so how has uh how has covid affected you as a creative because i know everybody's reacted differently i know people have kind of put their instrument down for longer periods than normal and i know you've been traveling about so how has it been yeah. for you creative? i mean i was actually like practicing much more so i was like in that sense i was like okay this is a good time to Mm -hmm. like get back to the instrument so um not back to i mean i always play but just like practice more so i was i'm really trying to practice a couple hours every day um 
and uh, some days if I mean especially in the beginning of COVID where things were like more like there was like there was this like quietness you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I just practiced like all day like I just you know I practiced actually so much that I hurt my hand for a couple of days so like for like three days I was like wow I was like I Take need to break. not yeah what, I had what kind to, of we, things have you been practicing man like what's on your um, mind yeah so um I started like um like have a good friend uh, do you know um Shia Maestro the yeah, piano player amazing player. so yeah so he's, he's one of my favorite musicians in the world and and I saw on Instagram that he was, he posted that he's he's giving some lessons. So I texted him like, "Hey man, I I, I want to take some lessons." He's like, "No man, you're good, you're good." <laughs> and I was like, "No man, I'm really serious." He's like, "No man, no no no." I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm really serious. I'm actually I really want to take lessons with you." And he was like, uh, "Okay, I guess we can." So so I started taking lessons with Chai, and I mean, is just incredible. And just like we'll talk about you know a lot of music. I mean, he's one of really my favorite musicians in the world. I mean, you know, he's yeah. up there for me with, you know, Brad Melo and Tigran Hamasian. And, Absolutely. you know, he's like really like, you know, just incredible. So, so like I'll actually work on a lot of things. We talk, you know, like with him, like just like trying to approach the form in a different way and trying to, yeah, just like hear everything I'm doing better. Like a lot of singing, like trying to just like, like get more connected to what I'm doing and be more truthful with the notes that I'm playing mm. like trying to like yeah yeah just be as truthful as I can and and be as in the moment as I can and, but really like and also technical things that you know like yeah technical exercises that I, I feel like oh I'm not hearing this enough or like okay so let me see what's going on here like like and and trying yet yeah, to just be present as much as I can when I'm improvising and you know yeah. like be honest about what I'm hearing and not be like okay you know it's really hard you're like you're always like yeah you're trying to play something and, and then sometimes it's like there's like this yeah this ego or this these feelings of like I need to show people I can play guitar yep. and it's like trying to screen that out you know and trying to be like you know, I'm just hearing one note. And also, it's fine if you're hearing, like, a hundred notes. It's totally fine. There's no yeah. problem with playing a lot. It's just, I guess, like, we, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can with what I'm hearing and what I'm playing. And if I'm hearing a lot of notes, I'll play a lot of notes. If I'm hearing one note, I'll play one note. So, you know, trying to work on all these things. So, um, yeah, so it's been it's been great, actually, cool. with that sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess you're talking a lot about mindfulness in music, right? Like just trying to be present with what you're doing and like not get too engaged with the ego as you're playing and improvising. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's something that a lot of musicians kind of will do struggle with for sure because it's um especially with the introduction of social media and most of our daily lives and how we promote ourselves. You know, you're always trying mm -hmm. to show the best side and sometimes you don't have that side available on a certain day and you have to just accept what comes out. Um, do you have any kind of practices outside of music that help you maintain that level of uh, presence and sort of non-judgment because i know that like meditation helps me tremendously totally yeah that's what i was about to say so yeah i started doing like meditation like 10 15 minutes a day um i was really good with it i was doing like every day for like two three months In the last week or so i was not as on it but i'm getting back so i think that's really helpful um, 
yeah it's really helpful to to just try and be present you know and and yeah i mean it's it's an you know an ongoing process to like try Life, and, and mu- yeah, yeah exactly and and music is exactly that right when is the music happening it's happening when you are there with the people experiencing the moment right like yeah it's, it's like you need to be present and then things happen i feel more and y- you want to experience I guess like feel what you're feeling and express your emotional feelings and ideas on this platform um, yeah. you know called music you know it's yep. like it's just like it's it's a kind of like uh, yeah a platform to express but if we're not there what are we saying kind of you know 100% man 100% so obviously I mean I, I can kind of came into your sound via Instagram, right? Which is, oh. seems to be the, the common thread for most of the people I talk to on this podcast, uh, which is cool because Instagram has this power of bringing people together and connecting us. But I think some of the danger in that is, or in Instagram is that we, we feel like we need to put out content a lot. And I know that you've been working a lot on like YouTube and Instagram. And I'm just wondering how how easy is it for you to get into that mindset of like trying to put your heart and your emotion into music but realizing that you're trying to create content essentially to market yourself. Like, how do you balance that? Because I honestly struggle a lot with that now. And that's why I've not been using social media as much because I I can't balance it. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah, it just feels like it feels it always feels a little hectic. Um, I guess. Well, I guess like a few years ago, I was trying to post like one post on instagram per day so we just like you know play something and i remember like feeling this like stress or like pressure to be like doing something granted it didn't take me long like i didn't do like like complex i just play like a little solo thing you know what i mean i didn't like do a production um so it wasn't like too long but still i think it it's like sometimes it takes the focus out of um out of the music a little bit you know so um yeah i don't have a clear answer what i am trying to do is um is to understand like the little longer term goals for me so for example i decided that um i don't care about posting on instagram at all um so i will post like maybe once a week or maybe sometimes more Mm -hmm. um but i don't care about it at all like emotionally speaking it's not right. like i love to engage and i love like if someone's talking or like asking question or like or like i'll po- comment on my friends you know things but i i don't care about it like beyond that i do care about youtube a lot right now so like i'm trying to spend much more time and effort in that because i see like that world being more vital for me maybe in a couple of years so i'm trying right. to spend more time and learning the platform and and putting content that I actually, you know, spend a lot of time like thinking about and yep. and writing and shooting and then like learning how to edit and I'm doing all myself and you know my right so so I'm I'm learning a lot. Yeah. So how does that workflow look? Because I know I know a lot of people doing YouTube and everybody has their own kind of thing, but you know, do you do you kind of sit at the beginning of the week and you're like, you know, this is a concept I want to explore in this video and you sketch it out, or do you just kind of put the camera on and go for it yeah so usually i just put the camera on and go for it but i'm trying to be more uh, methodic about it and uh 
right now um actually my my dear fiance is trying to help me because she 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 knows a lot about like um education and uh um so she, she's a data scientist actually but she wrote uh two curriculums for two different uh, online schools and wow. she's the head of, of their department um for online data um so she knows a lot about how to present things and so we talk about it a lot actually wow. so so the last so until this point i always just like hit record and just like talked about what i want and then the editing would be sometimes longer because i'll be like what did you just say you know but right. now the last week i actually scripted the first time i mean we scripted like the first time i like talked and we wrote it down yeah. and i was like trying to read it which was completely weird for me so difficult but, yeah so i think like um sunday i spent like four or five hours just like saying saying this like you know like five minutes thing i was like i was like what is this what what did what, yeah, did, what did i just i was like and then i was like oh no it sounds so so weird i'm just i mean yeah. i'm saying the text fine it just like sounds weird i was like really tripping and then what i was what i'm trying to do right now is is to basically do two videos a week like one on monday that i'm just like playing something so i did like an arrangement for um uh zombie oh yeah nice <laughs> i just love that song yeah man and and then and then i did like uh a video that's not out yet will be out uh thursday about um kind of about basically trying substitutions and if trying substitution and a few other jazz kind of substitutions so like explaining why it works and then showing a few ideas and a few things with like upper structures and a few like maybe a little more advanced concepts right. um that can can you know help for people who are like trying to jazz things up or just finding different chords for what they're looking yeah. for um but like trying to explain in a clear way it is clear but not also in any way watered down so it's like yeah. just like you know if we talk we'll be like if someone would ask you what is trying you'd be like you know you'll explain it and be like yeah it's like kind of like to, to a musician for a musician but mm -hmm. like like slightly more clear right um so, so yeah Go you going? sorry oh yeah no no <laughs> I, I was just gonna ask um is the content that you create online uh based on your experience with your private students because i know you've been teaching online for a while as well and I know that, like, if I'm going to put something out online, I couldn't help but be affected by the type of students that come to me, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely affecting, and it gives me all these ideas. Um, most of my, yeah, it's just, like, th sometimes I'll, I'll talk with someone about, like, a, a jazz thing or a concept, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, that's a cool thing for a video and then i'll right, just write right, down right. on my notes i'll be like <laughs> you know make so a video about yeah. this lesson yeah exactly because totally. sometimes it's so like clear yeah. i had like a, a student um the other day is like a jazz a really good jazz guitar player and he's like really doing great great work and um and we're talking about rhythm changes and um and i showed him this thing that um Actually, um, Semya Hell was talking about this this like kind of concept. It, it's kind of longer to explain, but but I was like, oh, this is so cool to explain, and I never thought about it. It's like a little more advanced jazz wise, but but it's like it could be such a great video. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I just wrote, you know, it's like exactly that. Just yeah, wow, man. So it seems like yeah. you know this uh, lockdown situation has been pretty productive for yourself, then. 
Yeah, which is pre- amazing. pretty much. Yeah, it, it, it was not bad. It was not bad. <laughs> I mean, again, of course, a lot of things are canceled, but musically yeah. speaking, it was it was nice to still nice to like practice more and and write and you know and also i mean yeah we we drove a lot <laughs> we drove a lot in the, a lot in, in the u.s then. what's that would you have a lot of time just to listen then i guess if you're driving like... yeah i did i i sure did listen a lot yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of keith jarrett and oh, yeah. and a lot of not jazz stuff too just looping song mm. songs that i love yeah cool man so as a as a teacher uh, i have a question right so I know for myself and some peers, like this situation of not being able to play with other people has kind of put us in somewhat of a creative slump. And um, it seems like you've been on the other end of that spectrum. You've been like really productive creatively. And um, I'm wondering what advice do you have for your fellow musicians who kind of need a bit of help getting out of that rut that they've found themselves in because of maybe the lack of playing with others or you're just being locked inside? Yeah, I mean, first, I mean, you know, I definitely have ups and downs. It's never consistent. It's like, you know, it's always like easy to go to someone's like Instagram or YouTube and be like, oh, they're so happy they're doing so well. No, I mean, man, it's always hard. And especially this time is really hard. It was difficult for me as well. I am trying to be productive, but I definitely had like really hard days. I mean, it's just like it's hard, you know, you can't like see your your friends all the time you can see your family i mean it's time of like this uncertainty a lot of things are obviously canceled a lot of my plans were like not happening because like because of the situation so definitely harder times but but i'm trying to be like okay you know this is the situation um i can't change that i can only change my mindset and how i feel it and how i see it you know the same thing with la i was so bummed out about like because i was so excited about being in la for for a couple of months and and you know hanging with the scene and and learning you know kind of like what's the vibe there and i was like i was like yeah i was really sad for like a couple of days and i was like okay there's nothing i can do i can yeah. only be like i can only be like this is gonna be like a fun it was just a fun trip and awesome let's go forward you know so that's what i did but you know and and it and it helps but again it's definitely hard so Mm. i think first like being realistic and knowing that everybody is having a hard time sometimes you know it's not like um it's it's granted that it's it's going to be part of the of the of the trick Mm -hmm. and then for me musically um when um i feel bad with myself and i'm like i feel like i'm the worst you know musician in the universe what i do is is um first i listen to things that excited me um when i you know started listening to music so i'll go back to recordings that i absolutely love and i'll just play them i'll just like listen and be like wow so great you know and then sometimes what i'll do i'll be like okay if I'm if I'm really in a bad spot, you know, like really, like, mm-hmm. like I'm like everything I play, I think is like the worst thing that happened to, you know, the universe ever, <laughs> which which does happen. Yeah. So I'll so I'll be like, okay, I'll take like I'll listen to a solo of someone I really like, like let's say I listen to a Brad Meldo solo, mm. and then I'll take a piece of paper, and I'll be like, okay, so why is this so good? 
you know, what, what's happening? Like, instead of being like, okay, he's a genius, that's it, you know? <laughs> I don't like that approach. You know, there's yeah. something you can do with culture. You can be like, just like putting someone on a pedestal is, is cool, but it's not helpful for us as musicians who are trying to learn, you know? <laughs> so I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll just take the piece of paper and then I'll write down what's happening there, like structurally, but not in like, in like you know, music um, school kind of way. Basically yeah. be like, what did you just do? You know, it's like, Oh, he's playing the melody really clearly. There's nothing yeah. happening. He's like playing the melody. Okay. And then and then he's like, you know, he's playing this like 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 super soft blues line. Like, okay, I can do that. And then and then then he's like not playing anything. Okay, so he's like leaving space. Okay, cool. And then he'll play like this like really cool bebop line. There's like super articulating this like changes. Like, well, okay, I guess I can do that. And then, you know, and then he's like playing this like rhythmic thing with his left hand i'm like okay i don't have left hand but i can still like i mean i don't have two hands you know but i can still like play like something with like like rhythmic like chords or something so then i'll write down these like structures and be like well yeah i'm not like i can also transcribe the solo which is also helpful but i'm like i just want to understand you know i'll be like okay so what are the elements that happen you know you listen to keith jarrett like playing this so it's like amazing yeah but yeah but what what's what's why what's going on you know so I'll try to understand what are the elements, and then I'll be like, okay, so can I actually play a bebop line? It's like, maybe yes, maybe not. So if, I, if the answer is not, I'll be like, okay, so one of the things I need to practice is bebop. Okay, so what, what, you know, what do I need to do? Okay, mm-hmm. can I play a 2-5? Like, maybe the answer is yes, maybe the answer is no. If the answer is no, I'll be like, okay, let me explore that. Yeah. Now he's playing this like super cool, like three octaves, like blues lines, like kind of fast, but super mm-hmm. soft. And I'm like, right. how does he do that? Can I do that? It's like, yeah. Maybe the answer is no. So if the or maybe the answer is yes. Yeah. So if the answer is yes, there's no problem. If the answer is no, it's like okay. So let me practice like pentatonic scale, like F pentatonic scale, yeah. you know, throughout the guitar, and and then let me because pr- he was playing it really soft and with so much control. Like okay, so let me practice this right. super yeah. soft, and then let me, you know what I mean. So I like get like exercises from his solo that are just like yeah. you know, and then he's doing this like thing from with octaves. I'm like, can I play octaves? It's been a second. Let me check. You know, so. And and then I'll be like, okay, let me listen to like a solo of mine and analyze it and listen like as if it's not me. Right. So I'll like take the piece of paper and I'll, be, I'll write like four or five columns. I'll be like, um, um, I'll be like, basically things to work on. Um, so things, uh, more feedback kind of process. Yeah, yeah, kind of right. like to myself, like, right. like like things I like, things I don't like, things to work on and things to take out. And it could be even longer, you know, but like, I'll be like, okay, what I liked. And like can be anything. Like I'll usually look at a video and be like, oh, I like how the guitar sound or like how relaxed I, I am or I don't like how not relaxed I am, you know? Yep. And then I'd be like, okay, I like how this, this like the song started. Like it's like a lot of space. Okay, cool. I need to leave more space. And then, and then I'm playing this line that's like technically like not happening. It's like, okay, I need to work on this X, Y, Z. And then I'm doing this weird thing with like distortion pedal. I don't know, whatever. And I, I don't like it. And I'm doing it every time in every song. I'll be like, okay, let's take this out of my playing. Right. Like, right. like basically like trying to edit my playing and understanding that's like part of the craft, you know? So, um, and I think like, my mom always told me that, like, that, like, yeah, because I always had these, like, moments that, like, I kind of feel like I'm hitting a wall, and I'm, like, 
and I'm like this is awful you know I was like I can't do anything and and you know and and she was like it's good it's like you know you're hitting this wall and 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 by that you're gonna find like another door you know it's like you're like you're basically understanding like that's like what you have now is not enough and it happens oftentimes because you grow you know because like if you go like five years ago you wouldn't feel that way you know what i mean so your ears and your musicality and maybe your personality whatever you you grew more and you understand more and then you understand what you're doing right now is not enough and you have a bigger dream which is great and then and then you need to you know adjust your playing and your what you want to hear into what you're imagining you know and and this will probably keep on happening and this is you know so the advice is basically like try to assess your playing and try to assess what you want from music and what yeah. what are the elements that you need to acquire to get there and it's a long process but but by giving yourself like realistic assessment not like oh i'm the best no oh i'm the worst you know this is not helpful like you know what i mean so i feel that's for me like um a thing that is is just giving some direction then the other thing is um again like i was saying like taking lessons i think is really helpful Um, like having someone to bounce ideas from and being very honest you know about it whether it's again you're studying guitar or voice or you know just like something that is like there is some structure you yeah. know and i think we can create a lot of structure my, ourselves but I, th- I feel like having someone to bounce that from on a weekly basis is very very helpful especially yeah. when you're trying to progress um more yeah, yeah. no definitely that's uh that's uh a youtube topic right there for you rotom <laughs> i'm sure i'm yeah. sure your audience would love to hear about that process of yours interesting yeah okay i mean i i i love the um you know like rick beato adam neely kind of content it's like it's quite it's quite deep and like detailed and um man like everything you just said there was like just so uh interesting to hear from Um, okay okay good to know go for it man Um, you you got that youtube video (laughs) cool man all right i I don't want to keep you uh like too long but i've got like five quick fire questions i want to ask you all right go for it so let's go all right question number one um out of the current kind of musicians i guess in the world who do you think will be the most talked about in like 20 to 30 years it could be like some young guy or it could be someone who's like already kind of shy master for example yeah, um, I feel Tigran Hamasian is one of, um, yeah. for me, yeah, I mean, I feel like he's very talked about already, so maybe we need to find someone as like a lower profile, mm. but I mean, he's just like one of my favorite um, artists, and I mean, yeah, Shy, of course, also, I mean, is like such a master of, of the universe you know of music <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like his musicality is and his is uh his, his music is so deep for me it really resonates very strongly so i feel very strongly about it yeah cool fantastic um your dream band that you could go to the studio with you know like your dream kind of line up who would it be mm. Mm. wow okay that's a good question yeah yeah, it's like I kind of want to like have like a jazz jazz version, oh, right, and like yeah. uh, you know, Go for it. but maybe but maybe like Mark Juliana and um, 
Maybe a Vishai could be really cool. <laughs> Cohen on the base. May... Yeah, oh, wow. could be really cool. Damn. I mean, it could be an interesting mix, eh? I, I mean, I like, would love I, that. I, could be amazing. <laughs> no, for sure, man. Like, what about uh, uh, do you like Ari Ari Honig? Yeah, I love Ari. Yeah, that, I can, that would I can be imagine awesome. you playing with him as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. We played like maybe two gigs or something, oh, or three wow. gigs in New York. It was really fun, but uh, not not too much. That would be really dreamy, actually. Yeah, totally, man. All right. Um, what is your favorite track you've ever written of yours? Ah, uh, of mine. Yeah. Uh. Um, it's actually a piano piece I wrote okay. um, when I was in high school. <laughs> right. So I, I had a period I loved Eric Satie tremendously, and I just kept listening. And I wrote something like Eric Satie. Um, and yeah, I love that one. I right, don't man. play it. Live, right, you need to, you need to it. play it. You need to play it. Um, <laughs> all right, your uh, Desert Island kind of three records, what would they be? Um, West Montgomery, Smoking at the Half Note, um, Bread Meldo, Volume 4, and Mozart Requiem. Wow, precise. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right, and. Um, I guess the last question would be what's currently kind of occupying your playlist? What have you been listening to in the last, I don't know, month or two? Yeah, a lot of Tigran Hamasian, specifically sh live shows of his from yeah. wow. 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. There are some like cool videos that I keep looping and like transcribing some stuff from. Um, and also a lot of Keith Jarrett. A lot of Keith Jarrett. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah the, the Tigran kind of things that he's putting out these days with the larger kind of uh, bands, like they're just insane, man. Like, yeah. Wow, that stuff is deep. <laughs> like, and and his solo stuff, yeah, like he put this album yeah. maybe a year and a half ago. I mean, he has a bunch of solo albums, but it's just like, yeah, it's super strong music. I feel like yeah, deep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of chat with you over the last hour or so. And um, where, can, where can people check you out online, Rotem? Uh, thank you. So, so f I mean, first, thank you. It's just been a pleasure talking and thanks for having me on the show. Um, and I guess online, so the YouTube channel could be cool. So it's just like my name, Rotem Sivan. And then um, there's the Instagram, which is uh, Rotem Sivan Guitar. And um the website also rodemsivan.com and spotify and all the usual suspects i have a song coming out in three days and then another one a week after and then another one two weeks after so there's a bunch of music coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks and um wow. and months so yeah so. fantastic well i am so excited to listen to them thank you so much man i really appreciate it all right and that concludes episode 14 of sitting in with rotem savan I hope you all enjoyed the episode as much as I did uh, recording it. It was, it was a lot of fun, so thanks again, Rotom, for the hang. Uh, Rotom has actually just released a new single called The Long Way Home, and you can check it out on all major streaming platforms, uh, and I've also linked it down below in the description to the podcast. All right, that's all for me. Thank you all for your support, and keep on sharing, keep on getting some merch, and keep on keep it on and I'll keep on recording these podcasts. <laughs> All right. See you next time.